Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I teased this yesterday as we now take this break away from the world of sports. And right now, the pain that we are dealing with as New Yorkers and as Americans and every day, it feels like the reality gets harsher and harsher and harsher when it comes to going on, everything involved with this coronavirus. But wasn't it nice, maybe as of three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, that sports actually was able to provide a source of angst and a source of pain and a source of anger and frustration. Now it seems comical to say because you're dying for live action. You're dying for games to matter. I bet many of you are dying for that pain of a tough loss and how you cope and how you deal with that, which doesn't seem to mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of everything that's going on right now. But for those of you who right now are kind of cooked up or driving around or just trying to make sense of everything that's going on here in the world, here in New York, here in America, you name it, I wanted to bring a subject that provides a sense of pain, but it's a much different sense of pain and what the purpose of this hour and really the next couple hours is going to be is I want you guys to kind of go through and rehash some of the worst losses you've experienced as sports fans now I'm talking individual games So, I know for many who are New York Yankees fans, immediately the first thing that's going to jump off the page at you is thinking of the 2004 American League Championship Series. And look, that American League Championship Series, from Game 4 on from a Yankee standpoint, there is nothing. And I mean absolutely positively nothing that will top that. But what I want you to do now is... 
relive moments of frustration, despair, anger beyond belief when it comes to what we love and what we do, which is the world of sports. And I guess over the last 24 hours or so, I've been brainstorming in my head what have been the worst sports losses I've experienced as a fan. Now, as somebody who roots for the New York Yankees, you guys know the deal. That 2004 American League Championship Series is going to take the kick. But as far as the worst individual game that I experienced, it is hands down. The 1995 American League Division Series winner-take-all game five. And it's a game that I didn't watch in its entirety on Friday night. It is a game I vividly remember. It's one of my first ever memories of being a sports fan. Watching that game, going through all the twists and turns, which we'll get to in a minute. But I watched it with Bob Costas, Tom Ferducci, Lou Pinella, and David Cohn basically sitting there in the MLB Network studios and going through all of the moments and all of the incredible drama and intrigue and what was at stake for both franchises. From my standpoint, maybe it was my age, maybe it was my introduction to sports, if you will, but I can never remember a game that was worse than Game 5 in 1995. And that game was there to be had for the New York Yankees. Don Mattingly would have go-ahead big hit. Paul O'Neill had a spectacular series. David Cohn pitching his guts out, going 140-something pitches deep into the ballgame. And I know Coney, for years, does not second-guess the idea of throwing the 3-2 splitter to Doug Strange. When he walks in, the weak-hitting Doug Strange, it ends up tying the game. That's one David Cohen would like to have back. Now, I know his trust in his pitches. I know what he believes in. We kidding Doug Strange. I'm shocked he did not go to the fastball there. And when you rewatch it over and over again, it becomes that much more glaring. It becomes that much more obvious. But what makes that game so painful and yet so intriguing, and it's why as a Yankee fan, even though you don't want to like rehash the old wounds, I think it's definitely a game worth watching. Because you're seeing Mattingly trying to do everything in his power late in his career to get to the American League Championship Series. And that was Donnie's first taste of postseason. And boy, did he deliver in that postseason. It was great. Whether it was the introduction, game one, leading in that series, he got a big hit in game one. Game two, the Gary Thorne hold on to the roof call. And that is a game I actually want to rewatch from start to finish. Game two, Lairitz in the rain, everybody going nuts, but... Mattingly performed in that series. And it had been a couple of years for Mattingly to kind of make the tweak within his swing because of all the back problems he had over the years. He did for those five games. He was the Mattingly of old. But the other interesting subplot from a Yankee standpoint that I'm sure Buck Showalter might toss and turn with quite a few times over the last 25 or so years is not exactly knowing what he had in the bullpen by the name of Mariano Rivera. And 
Remember, Rivera came in to clean up the mess for David Cohn and pitched brilliantly. He pitched brilliantly throughout that entire series. That was kind of Mariano Rivera's introduction on the grand stage to all of us here in New York and to baseball fans nationwide that even though it wasn't the cutter, it was the four-seam fastball at the time, the poise, the makeup, the stuff was off the charts. And Rivera's heroic performance was really the first of many heroic performances putting on that Yankee uniform and delivering in the month of October. But what made 95 so hurtful, aside from not knowing what you had in Rivera, aside from David Cohn in the pitch selection 3-2 to to Doug Strange, aside from Mattingly and everything it meant for him to try to have one run at a World Series, a lot of people forget in 1995, the Yankees in the top half of the inning against one of their arch nemesis in Randy Johnson were able to take the lead. Randy Velarde, with a base hit, scored the go-ahead run. That should have been a moment that maybe lived in Yankee history and Yankee law. Johnson was able to escape the jam, got a big strike out of Jim Leritz. I want to say he got the next batter out. I forget who it was off the top of my head. I was watching it the other day. I should have known this. But then you go to the bottom half of that inning, and the lack of trust that Buck Showalter had in John Wetland was obvious. It was clear because John Wetland the following year was instrumental in the Yankees winning a world championship. In fact, he was World Series MVP, saving all four of the games in the series. But 95, he wasn't as effective. That trust wasn't there because the night before, Wetland gave up a moonshot grand slam to Edgar Martinez. Edgar, who was this notorious Yankee killer, Buck Showalter didn't feel comfortable going to him. He goes to Jack McDowell, and it's amazing. Jack McDowell's two contributions as a New York Yankee. One flipping a bird to the fans at Yankee Stadium, and he's being called jackass all over the back pages of the tabloids. The other is that final inning in the kingdom. And the drag bump by Joey Cora, in which Don Mattingly just barely misses him. I mean, it would have been a spectacular play, but Mattingly just missed him. By inches. And it set the stage for Griffey Jr. Edgar Martinez. And I don't know why I'll do it from time to time. I'll see it. And it's like reliving a nightmare over and over and over again. Kind of what we're doing right now, but from a sports sense. Griffey ropes the ball in the right center field. And you knew, if you were watching that game as a Yankee fan, you knew Edgar Martinez was going to deliver. And sure enough, he did. The double down the left field line. Griffey flying around the bases, scoring. The iconic Brent Musburger call. Griffey's coming around. Puts a knot in your stomach. But when you look at Yankee history after the fact, it was only the beginning. But that game, on so many levels, meant so much for so many different people. Think about what it meant for Buck Showalter and his baseball career. Think about what it meant for Joe Torre getting the opportunity to manage the New York Yankees. Don Mattingly played his last game as a big leaguer. It led to the arrival of Tino Martinez. And 
the other contribution it made, and I know it don't mean a whole lot to people here in the tri-state area and in the metropolitan area, you can easily make the argument that game saved baseball in Seattle. Because from that point forward, there was no way in the world they weren't going to get a deal done to build them a new stadium and keep baseball in the Pacific Northwest. That refused-to-lose run by Seattle, capped off by beating the New York Yankees. And the Yankees have had some brutal playoff losses along the way. They've had some great moments. I don't think anybody would deny that. 27 championships, five in my lifetime. If you were around for the 70s, you had a couple more. If you were around for Mickey and Yogi and Maris, you could add two more to that. And if you date into the 50s, then you could tack on multiple more. I I get your point. That said, a lot of years in the postseason, a lot of years of frustration, too. But I don't think from an emotional standpoint, anything will pop 1995. Now, 2001, Game 7, is definitely right there. It's Game 7 of the World Series. The Yankees were trying to make it four straight championships. And they had a lead with the great Rivera on the mound. But the reason, I guess, for me, 2001 didn't hurt nearly as much is because of the way the Yankees basically fought and scratched and clawed to make that a seventh game in Arizona. You didn't feel like they were a better team in that series. Now, you might have felt that there was some divine intervention in play. Game four, game five, rallying. Two outs in the ninth inning, finding a way to tie those games and then ultimately win those games. Yeah, you thought something special was working. So I'm sure for many of you who are Yankee fans, you're going to answer with that 2001 Game 7. Now, the Boston games in 4 and 5 were brutal. But I think the entirety of that series almost takes it to another level. For me, it does. It takes it to another level. The raw emotion of losing like an elimination game in painful fashion, it's tough to get over. 95 in that category. 2001 in that category. And just last year, the Yankees gave you an all-time playoff loss. Will you hitting the game-tying home run off of Roberto Osuna. And then, of course, we know what was going on down in Houston. Who knows if it was buzzers, if it was trash can banging, whatever it was. Jose Altuve sent one to the moon and sent a whole lot of Yankee fans crying on a Saturday night in the Bronx or in the boroughs or in Westchester or in Long Island, wherever you were watching that game because it was on the road. Man, I miss having that raw emotion of being able to get all worked up and all excited in a positive or negative way about what my teams are doing. But... We're going to get into a bunch of the other games that I'm sure mean a whole lot to you. I wanted to start it on a Yankee note with their worst losses and their most painful individual game losses that you can recall. Don't worry, we'll get the Mets side of this. There are plenty of Nick games to go through over the 1990s. I mean, where to begin? I mean, the list is countless. And I'll have to throw, at least for me, a couple of football memories that have not been the best. So I know it's bringing up a topic that could rehash a couple of old wounds, but When you consider what's going on in the world right now, I'd much rather be doing this. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. 
Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.